Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, your four, quattro, quattro time, time a week blast of podcastery from me, Nick. Uh, some information you might want to know about me, 5'11", not six feet, as many people have uh, Figured I would be. No, sorry, 5'11". That's taller than Al Pacino. But shorter than Robert... No, it's probably about the exact size of Robert De Niro. Um, But I don't have his wealth. Uh, Yet. I really think that in the coming years, I will star in ongoing... iconic roles that will then allow me, 20 years later to do um, demeaning parodies of those roles for far more money than I was paid for the initial role. What's the most you've ever paid for a role at a bakery? Any of my Los Angeles or Japanese listeners, it was probably a high amount, but here in Canada we have a, a role maximum, so you can actually never pay more than 75 cents a roll. Just one of the many reasons you should move to Canada. But I may move out. I don't know if I'll stay here. This place is behind the times, man. There's too many people who say, yeah, like, I'm a fan of, like, real hip-hop. The amount of people in Toronto who are like, man, Drake is whack, (laughs) whatever. And it's like, nobody knew about Toronto. I hate to tell you, buddy, this is all we got. I know he dates teens, and it's not good. But he's what we got, you know? We use what we have here. Can somebody explain to me the significance of the word pea meal? So was this a cured bacon that uh, peas were ground into a sort of meal and then you would roll the bacon in the meal? Please tell me. It'll be a simple Google that I'm not willing to do. Hope your week's been going well. Uh, So far today's been incredibly stressful. Uh, But you know what? Less IBS than usual. So hopefully you're having a similar time in your life. And, uh, you know, if you're a therapist, if you have a therapist, I'd like you to uh, breach boundaries and give them a hug this week. <laughs> if you have a psychiatrist, breach the even deeper boundaries and uh, hug them even deeper. Also, isn't it interesting that I feel like the therapist plays the role that we all thought the psychiatrist used to play. Like... You know, you figure you go to the psychiatrist, you lie on a couch, and he nods until, well, you tell him things. But no, that's kind of what you do at the therapist, except the new school therapist has a thing where they they go, no, no, tell me more. Oh, I think we've made a breakthrough. I've never had a therapist tell me they think they made I made a breakthrough. But I have had a therapist say, all right, well, that's too much ideation for one session. <laughs> Too much recounts of self-harm for one session. Just kidding, I keep that to myself because I think the most important way to move forward is to 
uh, hide your worst trauma. <laughs> okay, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Uh, this is a podcast where I talk about heavy things, light things, and all in between. Uh, today I've actually got live backing music for a bit of a change. The Dobro stylings of Kurt Newman, a musician based out of here in Toronto. I'm going to be trying to do this lately. If you like this idea, let me know if you enjoy this style. Uh, I'm hoping to get some some really neat musicians, and I think it's going to be a great way to just change things up here. And we'll talk to Kurt at the end of the program. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, if you want to support the podcast, a great way to do it is just tell your friends about it, subscribe to it, review it if you can. And uh, if you want to support it in a tangible way, I don't know, you could uh, buy some of my used items if you're located in Toronto. <laughs> selling some items. And uh, you could pick up my album on Bandcamp, Bandcamp, uh, nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. I've also written some articles for Bandcamp that you can read if you're on Bandcamp and just start snooping. Also, Kurt's on Bandcamp, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. So, and if you want to get a comment or question read on air, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by A Love of Art. Just a curiosity about great art in the world is, is what sponsors this podcast. It's what gets us through the night over here at NFW Weekly, NF Weekly. And, uh, you know, uh, if so, use my promo code, Nick. And uh, try to get in the Louvre with it and see what happens. But it's not allowed at the MoMA. I don't know why they've banned its use at the MoMA. Okay. That's enough of that. I was listening to the new Lil Wayne. I just wrote some reviews. First reaction, Lil Wayne, Carter 5. Damn! I, I wish this were... Uh, I am putting this on YouTube as well, but you guys, I really want to do one of those reaction videos where you play like that first song. You see people like bobbing their heads and moving to that first song. Yeah, I can get into this. Oh, you know, I've never seen a reaction video be that negative yet. I think it's because you're always performing when you're doing like a reaction video. That's actually a horrible thing about the reaction video is it becomes just this dare. How, how crazy can I react? What about Ice Bucket Challenge? Well, like, during the reaction video to Eminem Kamikaze. That's my most recent round of reaction videos I've seen. Eminem went in! Did he just mention... Did he just mention Bieber? Did I hear Lil Zan's name? What is going on? The funny thing is the fan base of this podcast as far as I understand, understands none of the references that I make. <laughs> All references I make are basically for, like, one individual. Like, one... Everyone will understand a reference I make, but it will all be a different reference. So everyone's getting about one-tenth of my referentiality. And you're, frankly, you're not missing much. Uh, but yeah, the new Lil Wayne, he didn't put an album for five years. He went to jail. He uh, had his addictions. He's been having seizures. Uh, He had arguments with Birdman, a.k.a. Baby, his surrogate dad or something. His father figure, his mentor, the head of Cash Money Records, now Young Money. 
and then they hugged on stage the other week. They hugged it out. And uh, his new album, Carter 5, came out. His first album in five years. First Carter in seven. And it's fine. But, you know, he's, he's always been pretty confusing. There's a line on the album where he goes, If I die, blame the juice. And I keep hearing it, and I'm like, blame the Jews if you die? But I think he actually means, like, lean, because he's been addicted to that in his life. And I've never heard any anti-Semitism out of that guy's mouth. Who do you think he is? Lord Jamar? I don't even know if Lord Jamar is anti-Semitic. Professor Griff? Does he think he's Professor Griff? If he has an identity issue and has now believes he's Professor Griff, he should seek help. And he should not see Kyle. But if the psychiatrist is named Kyle, he should see Kyle. Um, I saw Gary Steingart speak. <laughs> I didn't even comment about the album. I don't know. The album's fine. The production's fine. Uh, someone named Zaytoven did production. I think that's a modern producer. <clears throat> Classic producer Manny Fresh did it. To me, there's no standout songs. <clears throat> Even the Carter Three wasn't that good. <clears throat> it was okay. To me, I feel like Lil Wayne peaked with like all that stuff, the drought, all of his mixtapes, the sort of escalating point. Uh, even the like father like son album with uh, Birdman sounds amazing. And then, like, all the drugs, all the touring, it's just, he's been drained, tired, and out of it for a long time. But he did get better at rapping fast, so when he raps fast, that's pretty exciting. Uh, and that happens a couple times on records. I'm just saying there's no, um, what's, what was that, uh, the, the big song, um, you know, uh, the, the big, uh, the big hit from Carter 3, what was that called, uh, you know what I'm talking about. From a goon to a goblin, all that stuff. Uh, and there's no six foot, seven foot, which is just like an extension of that song. Uh, but he does like go nuts in a few songs. It's just that he sounds a lot more. I feel like Kendrick Lamar set the bar of like exclamatory, psycho- like histrionic rap kind of where you're freaking out. Like he created a new lane of that and Wayne falls in that lane more on this. Like Wayne doesn't sound quite as groundbreaking anymore, but it's only because he set the tone for what everybody was doing five years ago. Not to mention that I think him and Nicki Minaj and Drake either write for each other or influence each other or have the same team of writers. And they wind up sort of sounding like each other, except that Wayne has had such a small output for the last few years that he sounds up, winds up sounding more like Nicki or especially New Drake, which is fine. It's just like, again, when he's reflecting the flows of people, it's just not with... He was doing that when he first started, as but he was twisting around the Jay-Z flow and bettering it and going... He was like doing... He kind of invented like... Or popularized a sort of dumbing out on the mic so to speak um not to get deep but it's like if you if you dig down into southern rap uh history like the syrup type of southern rap you can find these incredible like 20 to 30 minute hour long ciphers of southern rappers uh over screwed and chopped beats and they might even be screwed and chopped they might even be slow have slowed down vocals 
he almost did like a hyper version of that and that was what got popular it was quite quite groundbreaking or at least part of something that was groundbreaking um and um yeah the new record is fine but i just don't think he's an lp guy it's like Nicki minaj is they're they're good but it's like it's hard for them to kind of find a focus on the lp that's all so that's my take on Carter 5. If you agree or disagree, let me know. I've had people disagree with me about the Nicki Minaj record. Cardi B just got arrested, so maybe Nicki's going to win the battle. Yeah, I saw I saw an author named Gary Steingart speak last week, last night. He wrote a book called Absurdistan and uh, Super Sad True Love Story, which is the only one I've read, and his new book is called Lake Success. And he was speaking at a library in Toronto uh, yesterday. And it was a wonderful event. You got to go to these free library events. My friend Becky in LA got me doing that. I saw the two members of the Angola 3 speak in, uh, in LA. Uh, those are guys who were on, maybe not death. They were in solitary confinement for like 30 years. Uh, it's a very crazy story. And... Uh, all these events are free. You just book to go to the library, then you're like watching this like interesting speech, and then you're in the middle of the downtown core of the city, and and the world's your oyster after that. If you're at this particular library, Steingart was cool. I don't know. I mean, guy's 46. He's eight years older than me. But, uh, he looks like uh, Wallace Shawn does now. <laughs> Google Wallace Shawn. I'm burning you, Derry Steingart. No dairy for him. Maybe if he's a practicing Orthodox Jew. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. There's something about watching an author getting interviewed that's, like, inherently smug. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. It has a lot to do with the moderators. But it also has a lot to do with the, um, the uh, tendency people have to try to please audiences even if they're just authors so they'll try to like have so many bond modes and it's just like uh, i hate hearing i as a comedian i just hate hearing the space for jokes that is given to people who aren't comedians <laughs> like when they speak in public it's like they could say any line like henry rollins gets like waves of laughter for saying something that would basically get you stabbed in an open mic for being shit because you know what kind of open mics I go to? The ones where if you don't bring it, you get bust in the face. I was going to talk about ADHD, but I'm running out of time, so I'm going to save that. Maybe I'll talk about it with Kurt. Um, okay, well, uh, I'm just going to bring our, our guest over now. So um, I'm, I'm going to do that. All right. I'm here with uh, Kurt Newman. Hello. If you're watching this, I'm trying to get his guitar on the on the YouTube video, and I've managed to. So, uh, I am Nick, um, and this is Kurt. How are you, Kurt? Doing very well. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm going to try to get 
get your mic in the shot you too. Prefer it this way, but no, I understand. It's probably better. Now. Yeah. Um. Okay, this looks good. Um. Yeah. Uh. So you provided the lovely Dobro music behind uh, behind me. You were kind enough to come by and That's try this little pleasure. experiment. Yeah, um, it's really fun. We met up for ramen and had a nice talk about a lot of different things. And uh, this was one of those things, and you're coming through. You're the first person to do this. How does it feel, bro? <laughs> feels really good. It feels amazing. You know, I'm a fan of the podcast. Oh, thank you very so much. It's a, Isn't that amazing? It's an honor. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm a fan of your music. Oh, thank you. We did a show together. It was such a delight. I love and it was really so fun. Yeah, it was an afternoon show. I did comedy. You did some tunes. Our did friend AL tunes. did some yeah. tunes. No, it was really a delight. And um, actually, that'll be on October 14th. Um, Oh, are you are you going to be on that show as well? Yeah, are you doing that? Yeah, October fourteenth at the Transac at three p.m. in Toronto. I'll be doing comedy. Al Senior will be performing music, and and Kurt will also be performing music with the band, right? The band, yeah. So it's my group's called the Nashville Minimalism Unit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we play instrumental, kind of boogie rock, country jams in the style of uh, late sixties Nashville kind of country rock, and. Uh, it's a revolving uh, roster of some of Toronto's most interesting musicians. But I think on the 14th, uh, Jonathan Jemian, who is a oh, yeah. genius, will be sitting I on know the piano. Him. And we will have um, some other really good people. So it'll be really fun. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Super duper exciting. <laughs> He's another person you could have on as a, as a an instrumentalist. Uh, I'll do the booking. Thank you. <laughs> no, I actually am very excited about being in Toronto for this because I know lots of people like Jonathan or Victoria Chong or even Owen. I just know a lot of people who do music and a lot of solo performers. So, you know, I've reached out to a few so far and I'm, I'm trying to, I thought this week I would do like a whole week of, of having performers doing diegetic music that I don't, think i'll be able to pull that off for the week just because that's four people booking it on the fly is very difficult but i probably will have another one this week and the aim is going to have is going to be to have one a week and i think it's going to spice things up real hard and you know the musicians in toronto have like nothing going in their lives like no. i don't think they're going to have a lot of conflict no uh, they might be catering that day <laughs> i wish i weren't being serious but uh the gardening mm-hmm. season is over so basically yeah. everyone is uh, un- un- unemployed <laughs> until spring yeah the artistic class in toronto is uh cleaning homes <laughs> uh they're gardening uh, and they're uh, catering, and if they're lucky, they're working um, brunch and lunch shifts at restaurants and making that dollar. Or they're bartending, but if they're bartending, it opens up a can of worms. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can't serve two masters. You can't serve, to, but especially when there are no gods, no masters. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. So true. It is so true but uh do you do you want to talk for a second about uh uh attention deficit hyperactivity yeah, disorder no i was hoping we could adhd or yeah. add so do you have that i have it i have it and uh i, I think i also have the as uh, the adult variety like uh, you've the sexy kind the sexy kind exactly the, uh, yeah, it's a kind of a the sexy diction kind. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I uh, I'm like the most ADHD person uh-huh. um, I'd ever met. Um, but you might be pretty ADHD too, so maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, they did classify it as being mild, but oh, okay. but I don't know if that's actually true. <clears throat> I think that's such an interesting factor of of the entire world of adult uh, attention deficit disorder and and, and ADHD. Um, I think depending what's going on with us, you know, we have various levels of it. Uh, Part of this podcast is me kind of embracing that aspect of myself and, you know, jumping around from a lot of things in like 15 to 20 minutes. And I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, you know what? Why are you drinking tea? Yeah, uh, he's not gonna get you through the day. Coffee, yeah. coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to stop drinking coffee at some point in my life, though. Me I'm aware. Too. Yeah. Um, do you have the uh, the hyper focus at times thing too with the ADHD? Because that's the yeah. I mean, well, the irony of of the podcast is, I mean, I would say that the fact I'm doing it successfully four times a week, mm-hmm. editing it, um, getting people to do it, I think that's a level of hyper focus. Not to mention other things but it's really hard for me it's just really hard to get things started you know uh right now i have some things i really need to do and it's like i still haven't done them you know and you're doing great you got uh you got this you got uh this is not a job no no no, no. (laughs) the job i'd like it to be i guess but uh you know right now this is uh something i'm doing it's essentially the equivalent of uh it's like I open. It's like I put a sign on my house that said "school" and then come in and say, "Hi, I'm now I can go into school." Yeah, trying yeah, to in get the United my, States. A lot of people make money that way. That's like a huge thing. So come to the Nick Flanagan Charter School of Podcasting. <laughs> You're all invited. Uh, it's at my mom's house. She will be slightly irritated that we're there. Uh, you can have one cup of coffee, no more. There's no water. Do you find it harder to start things or to finish things? I'm definitely a finishing things problem person. Um, I would say it's both. Yeah. <laughs> My mom just walked by. Uh, I would say that it just varies. I definitely often has, have deadlines. Yeah. So uh, that helps finishing, yeah. you know. And in fact, that also helps starting. Um, I've definitely gotten in more of a habit with deadlines where... You know, when you're handed something, you want to kind of just do it Mm -hmm. in some form immediately or at least get it started immediately so that if you do procrastinate, at least in that last minute, you'll have like a skeleton or or something to to build on uh, to dress up. Who doesn't want to dress up a skeleton? (laughs) Pirate hat. That's all I dream about. It's, It's October. Yeah. Basically, if you got a skeleton, that's getting a pirate hat and a cutlass. <laughs> oh, I got, got a General Ed McMahon here. I like it. This is what I need. I uh, I always thought generous that, laugher. I always thought that Ed McMahon role was like the the most kind of interesting thing that ever kind of developed in like mainstream TV culture. You know, the Hank Kingsley Ed McMahon. Like, what a weird thing. The thing where there's somebody who's there to laugh, yeah, just and, there to laugh. and and move things along. I and think but, it's wonderful, but also has to be kind of like doughy and 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 like a little <laughs> uh, like a little slow, like like in that in that. Uh, but Andy Richter is like he's like fast. That's right. You know, took me a long uh, time to like him. But I think that Andy Richter is is uh, maybe in a surface manner seems like he would be that guy, but he's yeah. actually a, a different beast entirely. Yeah, yeah. He's a different beast. Um, 
but yeah uh so how 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 do you manage uh yours it sounds like you've done a lot of things in your life yeah. I, I i so you you've been a musician for your entire life mm-hmm. whole life mostly in underground musics of various kinds and uh by choice and happily um what are some of the acts so um, when i was in uh college in montreal i played briefly with a group called sackville that was kind of an interesting uh kind of early alt country type of thing mm-hmm. um with uh, Gabe Levine and some other people who mm-hmm. uh, have gone on to do really interesting music. Um, and that was like kind of in the beginning of that Montreal uh, kind of underground rock renaissance. We're talking Wolf Parade. We're talking, I guess, more the... We're talking Nadja. We're talking... Um, we're talking AIDS Wolf. Uh, all of them. You know, that's that's everybody. That's we're talking Inepsy. Uh, I don't know them, but... Uh, oh. um, we're talking the St. Catharines. <laughs> Now, now we're really exposing my geriatric uh, status, but uh, sort of the constant. We're talking me, mom, and Morgan Toller. Oh yes, remember that one? I wouldn't have mentioned it if oh, I didn't remember that Lord, one. Lord, that, that just... me, mom, and Morgan Toller. Just for those not in the know, was a, a classic type of name for a Canadian group, especially a group from like I would say Toronto, Vancouver, or Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly localized name, oddly Montreal, but. The thing they're referencing was someone who was in Toronto. His name was Dr. Henry Morgenthaler, and he was the uh, reproductive rights, uh, the face of it in Canada, I would say. I believe his clinic was bombed, and uh, he uh, did a lot, I guess, to uh, help keep that going. And that clinic is still open, but I'm not going to tell you where it is because... I don't know if you're uh, a terrorist listening yeah. to this and you will attack the clinic. I will say that there's still protesters outside of it. Um, he was a real ho- hero growing up. Like, that was mm-hmm. kind of amazing growing up in a time where, like, just this local dude, Jewish, old Jewish dude, was like the super badass about being an abortion doctor. It's always old Jewish guys who notice that. Do you think it's kind of a thing where they're like, well, <laughs> eugenics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Well, it's like no, uh, it's like Little Wayne said, right? If uh, I die, blame the Jews. Yeah, so me, mom, and Morgan Toller is a uh, hilarious play on an idea. You can see me and mom, and then the guy who does uh, could abort me. So, uh, and the band was like Klezmer Ska or something. Every band like, was. There was no band that wasn't. It was just- yeah, in the 1980s in Toronto, only produced basically novelty acts. I don't understand. I was in, I was in one uh, in high school that was fairly successful. Yeah, there was Moxie Fruvis being one of the most egregious examples of it. God, but we won't speak of them further. Yeah, and then afterwards, yeah, in, I moved to Austin, Texas in mm. the early 2000s. I lived there for a while. And uh, I played with a bunch of people there. Um, I helped start a music festival there called the No Idea Festival, which is still going. Oh, wow. Cool. One of the big um, underground improvised music festivals in the world. I played in a group called the Weird Weeds, who were pretty interesting. Uh, I, I only played with them for, for uh, like, a record and a half, so I can I can sing their praises because it's not uh, vanity. Like So after I left, they also they put out some amazing records that I awesome. to check out. Then I went to uh, graduate school and I uh, got most of a PhD in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the not finishing that, though, of course, is a, a classic ADHD story. Right. And was your project about uh, the movie Theodore Rex? <laughs> it was It was all about that. Yeah. Uh, it was, One of the key moments in yeah. American history. Yeah. 
There's there's a lot of good American history. American movies. history wrecks. American history wrecks. Uh, you know, I've never seen the ones where they uh, they have to find something that's on the back of the Constitution or whatever. Have you seen that one? Uh, National Treasure. That's supposed. To be oh one. yeah, I, I do want to watch those movies. Yeah. I almost watched Snowden last night, but I think I'll only watch that if I'm in Toronto and snowed in. <laughs> no, no. Is that that's a fictionalization of the life of Edward Snowden? I mean, it's an Oliver Stoneization oh of the life of, of Edward Snowden. So there's probably going to be a part where like a bunch of women like flash him because they <laughs> like him so much, and they're like, "Thank you." <laughs> and uh, you know, there's going to be a part where he does that the the Julia Roberts math meme <laughs> just copies that, and uh, there's going to be a, probably a part where like uh, you know he goes to like a native reserve and does ayahuasca yeah. and comes out of it, and his whole thing is like I'm going to give the land back to the people <laughs> by exposing the government secrets. <laughs> Is Oliver Stone still left wing? Like, what's I, crazy is that did you know that the character that Jordan Garden Levitt played in uh, Don John? Oh yeah, is Edward Snowden? That's actually a prequel <laughs> to the movie Snowden. Oh my goodness, Don John. Don Johnson. Um, well, look, I want to know more. First of all, what's your band camp? Hmm. I know that you have your your new band has a band camp, and That's you right. should ad- advertise it. So. Um, Sounds like a mouthful, but it, it breaks down easily. It's the it's, it's Nashville Minimalism Unit. Mm-hmm. That's uh, all one word. Nashville Minimum U- Nashville Minimalism Unit. Bandcamp.com. That's right. And um, check it out. We're putting up tracks, uh, new tracks, almost on the hour, and uh, the response so far has been really good. Um, and uh, I just if you if you like a kind of uh, gentle but odd. You know, kind of country rock. Uh, do go to listen, and uh, um, and yeah, the, we'll be playing more uh, live as well. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Now you're a very bright guy. I've really enjoyed when we've uh, had our chats about various subjects. Uh, unfortunately, I've got to gotta stop the podcast pretty soon today. So uh, maybe you'll come back sometime and do some backing tracks, and we can talk a bit more about stuff. Would love to. Um, for now, why don't you? Well. Uh, I'll do a little outro right now, and and then you'll play a song. Sure. So I'll just say thanks for listening. Uh, go to nationalminimalismband.bandcamp.com to check out Kurt's stuff, and uh, nickflanagan.bandcamp.com if you want to pick up my album, support the show. That's the way to do it right now. Uh, you can also tell your friends if you enjoy the podcast. That would be amazing. Or tweet about it facebook about it just spread the word if you want someone posted they liked it on reddit i saw i did appreciate that um they called me their friend so it's someone i'm friends with who posted on reddit it might even be kurt i don't know i don't read it i have to to stop good i shouldn't be looking on reddit either but i do (laughs) shout outs to anyone in the podcast reddit that i i basically spam (laughs) with my uh show so kurt uh oh wait and yeah nick flan weekly on twitter nick flanagan weekly on Instagram, plus my, I'm the Flans, if you want to follow me personally. That's all for now. And Kurt, did you want to play us out with the song? Yeah. So this is going to be a kind of minimal take on a, an old classic uh-huh. called Sugar Baby. Okay, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Kurt. That Thank was great. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Say bye, Kurt. Bye, Kurt. <laughs>